What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. It is August 8th. 2022 this is atlanta united fc weekly a home before dark podcast Cheers. Cheers to the microphone. Cheers, Dan James. Thank you guys for joining in on this lovely Monday evening. I am Tim Herb. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Dan James. Hello. Stage right. Um, yeah, if you guys are watching on YouTube, make sure you guys hit the subscribe button, notification bell icon, get notified whenever we go live so you guys don't miss a special Red Alert podcast, as Will Bowron and the Trap is uh, alluding to. Um. Yeah, it's been a while since we've been on. Kevin is not with us tonight for the time being. He might call in later. I don't know. I don't know. We might go to Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't know if there's enough time. Um, anyway. Will it be a brown liquor Kevin phone call? I feel like we've, we've missed that for a long time now. I don't think it'll be brown liquor Kevin. I think it's going to be like stress heart attack Kevin, unfortunately. <laughs> Bummer. It is just that I think it's that time of year for everybody, and you know he's gearing up to get married. You know it's uh yeah. it's, it's it's great stress. Yeah. It is uh it is huge stress. Yeah, as we are both aware. But it's fantastic stress. Um, 100%. yeah. Thanks everybody. Uh, so far in the trap, we have Elliot Beaven, Richard Gordon, Will Bowron, Nathan Explosion. I love the fact that Nathan Explosion tunes in every time that we go live, given that he's an NYCFC fan. It's not even Oppo <laughs> research. We're not even playing NYCFC this weekend, so it's not even Oppo research. It, I, I just appreciate it. Well, cheers to Nathan. Yeah. Cheers, cheers. to you, Mr. Explosion. 100%. What are you sipping on tonight? You said you, you made yourself a pretty bad old-fashioned. I made myself a terrible old-fashioned. I'm doing this, this uh, thing, Tim. It's called bottle clearing, and it means that my wife has told me that I can't buy any more bottles of booze because they won't fit in the cabinet. So I'm drinking all the bottles of booze so I can buy more to fit in my cabinet. That makes now, sense. Some, some people have said, well, you can just make yourself an orphan bottle. I, I mean, potentially I may do that, but uh, I had this one in the, that was getting kind of low, so I was like, oh, yes, I'll finish that one. But it's been kind of low for a long time, and then I realized why I haven't drunk it for like 12 months because it's actually fucking terrible (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a shame yeah that's that's a lot for like for me scrap wood projects Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah 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 clearing out all the crap in the in the garage yeah kevin bradley in the trap never heard of him is he a new listener being a trap star yeah new new to the trap kevin bradley (laughs) hey Um, kev how's it going buddy did you know that um lilburn downtown lilburn got a distillery it's not bourbon but um, they do vodka, gin, and absinthe. I think those are the three. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. I is think it those are three. so? It's a new distillery. I think so, unless it's been around for a while. I just noticed it the other day because we were down there getting. We have a new coffee shop down there, and uh, I think I just doxed myself. But um, we have a coffee shop down there that just opened up inside of a inside of like this breakfast joint. And um, yeah, I noticed like down the way because there's so much construction and new stuff going up uh, down oh, there. Yeah. A lot of townhomes and then um, shops and and all that are starting to pop up and you know, space is getting repurposed. And I just noticed it. I looked over, I saw that there's a distillery down there. Either I've never noticed it or it's it's kind of new. I don't know. It might be new because they tend to make vodka and gin because they don't take that long to make. And then maybe in two, three years, they'll start churning out some bourbon. I feel like that's what Old Fourth did, right? Because mm-hmm. Old Fourth was doing gin for a while and then they unleashed. Was it? A, did they unleash a bourbon or was it just a whiskey just a straight whiskey uh no it's a bourbon yeah i have some it's pretty it's not too bad actually yeah interesting it's just a progression of things yeah i don't know what yeah more time more stuff yeah exactly all right so we are in rare form because we're coming off of a win this past weekend (laughs) and just like an absolute heart-stopping win against a team we have never beaten before yeah, I feel like we need to preface this thing. The reason why we haven't been on the air is because of life in general. Oh, Not yeah. Not because yeah, yeah. we've just been manically depressed over Atlanta United's terrible Oh, fall. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I, I, I want to say that we have spoiled everybody over the past five years, oh, six years with, with our regularity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was almost we were eating our oatmeal every morning. We were getting all of our probiotics every morning. We were real mm-hmm. regular. We've just been eating a lot of cheese this season, Uh, you know, a lot of life cheese. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of life cheese and peanut butter just blocking up the uh, blocking up the regularity system. So do you remember when we first started this podcast and like beforehand, like back when we would all be doing it in person and before the pod, we would all sit down and watch all the highlights from the week from all the games. And it was it was it was so much fun. But now it's like, uh, you know, I've got responsibilities. Uh, yeah you know yeah lots of kevin's right lots of stuffed crust pizza uh just sitting like glue in the uh in the old production schedule yeah yeah no you're right i mean those were the i mean i say those were the days i i thoroughly enjoy having a daughter so (laughs) it's oh no 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 no, i know yeah i know people talk about that like oh it's the good old days i do it was it was quite the time uh, but yeah, I mean, between the three of us working pretty demanding daytime jobs and then having yeah. families, that's it's been a lot bigger of a, a commitment to try and get this up and running on a weekly basis. But yeah, thank you guys for uh, for tuning in, with, especially coming off of a a crazy comeback win. Not even stealing a point for what's like we're not stealing a point. We're stealing two points at the end of that match in the 96th minute. We, I'll just go ahead and skip to that. Andrew Gutman, second game back, right? First. Yeah. Yeah, it was a second sub appearance. And just what an amazing, an amazing goal. Um, it completely makes makes up for the shitting the bed, as it were, uh, to the reporters. I don't even remember who that was against when he missed right in front of an open goal. Uh, didn't he have a terrible... Uh, I think it was... 
want to say it was Chicago. We like had a terrible cross in Chicago. Or are you talking about pre-injury Gutman? Oh, pre-injury Gutman for sure. Mm-hmm. He he famously told the reporters, and it might have been Joe Patrick that he shit the bed in front of Cole. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Joe Patrick, cheers to him. I mean, we haven't been on since he's been he's doing all the Atlanta sports for all the outlets now. Just I don't know how you're. I don't know how he's getting through it all maybe just by following the knees over toes guy uh workouts but um he's he's everywhere man the man is everywhere i mean that's why joe patrick cannot be killed by conventional weapons so yeah doing it all man yeah i think he is what they used to refer to as a man about town is that Mm. the right term yeah yeah or does that mean like he's some sort of gigolo i well for the radio station (laughs) Whoring himself around <laughs> all the sports teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, no, I just I thought that was pretty great. So anyway, yeah, that's fantastic. Wh- walk walk us through that Andrew Gutman goal and how you you know your reaction to that, Dan. Man, I was when Seattle scored. It just took everything out of me. I was like, okay, well. Here we are regressing back to the the norm because I felt like we played them pretty well. Um, And then, of course, we get them on the break um, on a counter transition. And then, um, man, Andy Glutes, man, he just takes a crack at it. Kind of like, I wasn't sure if it was going in at first. I was like, okay, it's just another speculative goal. But Fry never moved. And it just went right into the corner, and it was like, I mean, I was, it was it was fantastic. I'm so glad to finally beat Seattle in a in a, a game in a actual MLS game. Yeah, um, it, was, it was it was yeah, it's nuts, man. I'm like and how like that? How many times have we thought Gertman was going to be close to scoring a goal? I mean, he's he's in the past, he's had a ton of chances, but yeah. never able to put it away. Then he. Scores an absolute galasso. Yeah, uh, the from outside the eighteen. <laughs> yeah. The ambition to take that strike. It's not even that. It's cross body with his left foot, mm-hmm. like cross body into the far post. Like that's. I, I, yeah. I thought that was mighty impressive. It's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I will say I don't want to get our hopes up. Still, no back to back win since like the DeBoer era, right? We haven't, we haven't won back to back matches since DeBoer can't, was here. I think can't even think about that. I think it was like December of 19 mm-hmm. is when, when we had back to back wins for the last time in Seattle, I'm just putting a damper on this real quick, just to kind of level set expectations <laughs> because Seattle is not in great form. I think they've won what two out of their last seven matches, eight matches, something like that. Yeah, it hasn't been great. I mean, since they won, I mean, they did win Champions League. So I feel like their season's already a, a roaring yeah, success. That's but fair. they but they've they've lost um Joel Polo for the season. Uh Rui Diaz is still coming back into form. But I mean, he still played almost 30 minutes, I I feel like, and he, he was dangerous. Right. I hate playing against him. I I love Rui Diaz when he is not playing against us. Um so they had most of the players, but just like we've been decimated with injuries and a lot more than they have been. Um, it was, I mean, it was a pretty good performance. I mean, I know we're coming off a win, 
it's you know i feel like when we played orlando it was a good performance uh i mean chicago was boring but it wasn't in the eyes of pineda like it, it was a good performance but part of me is like is this is this just a uh bright beam of sunshine in a really terrible season or or is the or or is it what i want to believe tim this is where it all turns around uh, yeah i had that thought too so as soon as that goal <laughs> goes in i'm like is this the turning point that we face as a franchise this season is this is this the one to kick us in the gear and i think honestly it's tough for me to decide that because I think we have a lot of tough questions, but really just one really tough question that I think remains to be answered. And that's what's going on with Joseph Martinez the rest of the season. Um, yeah. Because it's, um, yeah, I, I mean, we can get into that later, but I mean, Ronaldo Cisneros on the score sheet again, mm-hmm. uh, granted Joseph was a little, he was beneficial in that goal. And it's surprising. Honestly, it was a little surprising. Did you feel like it was surprising to you that it didn't get called back? Um, Just no, because, because of the impact Joseph had on that, on that goal. You're talking about oh, Cisneros goal. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what was it? Oh man. Ariaga was, he had stepped off the field behind the goal line. So everyone was on side. Oh yeah, you're right. So Shit. He, um, I was, I was thinking like whenever they initially showed the replay, it was just that Joseph was blocking Stefan yeah. Fry, and but the thing is, you could see behind. in MLS that they would call it offside because of that, just yeah. because it's MLS. But thankfully, no, right. uh, thanks to Ariaga and his laziness and not getting his butt back on the field, uh, he played everyone onside, and uh, I think it was New who who ultimately deflected the goal. Yeah, he was into the back of his own net. So he was the one in front of Joseph whenever Cisneros hit that mm-hmm. towards goal. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so. I mean, Elliot Bevan's saying Ronaldo is the future, and that's a question I want to ask you. Is like, given his run of form, he has, if I'm not mistaken, eight goals in 17 matches, or it's seven goals in uh, eight 18 matches. But um, hold on, just one second, I'll pull that up um the question is you know we extended his loan i think it's it's seven and 18 he was out of favor i guess at chivas is this Uh a move that we make granted he's probably a tam guy to bring in on a permanent basis so i i just go ahead tim you finish your thought I was just going to say, I mean, and the question is whether, you know, again, what we do with Joseph Martinez, because I think that has a lot to do with what Ronaldo Cisneros future looks like at Atlanta United, because you don't want to spend money on a striker who you want to be your focal point whenever you have another guy that's kind of trying to share that that load, especially when that guy's a DP. And that's one of the questions I wanted to ask you tonight. And maybe we can go ahead and get to it after Cisneros. But like, is Joseph knowing that I think we restructure his he's up for an extension after this year or next year. I think his contract is up next year, right? He's got, I think we've got an option. I think I heard today on five strike final. He's actually got an option for the next two years. Gotcha. It's a player option, right? Their option years. I don't know. I I don't know if it's team or player, but man, it's just like, what do you, is he a Tam guy? 
with Who, given his Joseph? current Joseph. Is is he a Tam guy given his current run of form and his his outlook right now? I uh, so I um man, I love Joseph. I love everything that he's done for this club. But mm, you, he's you breaking just, up with him. He, you just can't have. Someone... I just want you to have a better team. I, you deserve a better team. <laughs> well, I mean that's that's a whole other subject. But I feel like in this in this MLS system, you you cannot have your DPS underperform. So he cannot be a DP. Do I want to sink a whole bunch of TAM money in him? No. I think this is like this is like breaking up with someone but saying you'll still be their friend when you don't really Oof. want to be their Always friend. works out. Always works and out. And <laughs> it's like there's like a weird thing you like hang out and stuff when when really you just need to you need to sever it. You need to go your separate ways. Like, I mean, I'm fine. I, I'll build Joseph a statue. That's that's fine. I'm absolutely fine with that because he won us an MLS Cup. He's been the best player to ever put on. Him and Almiron have been the best players to ever put on Atlanta United uniform. And um, of Of course, and Brecce. Um And, you, but you've just, you've just got to let him go. Uh, I feel like you've got to, uh I mean I'm even to the point because of the opportunity costs of the positions and the TAM uh or the, the exam if it's TAM or GAM or whatever. Um I mean there's almost to a point do you waive him so you can open up that spot? What's that DP spot? Um what is that? value to you? And I think a DP spot for Atlanta United, because we have the um, economic advantage to go after incredible, very expensive players, uh, and at a center forward position, a striker position. I mean, that those are the guys who get paid the most across the world. So it's it's not only is it just like a a DP spot; it's the striker, the main striker position. And I'm just looking at transfer market. He's valued at twelve and a half million. I mean. I don't think we would get anything close to that, even if we were managed to pull off a trade. I mean, someone would have to take him on as a DP. Um, there's potential that some other teams around the league would take him on as a DP. I just, I feel like that's a really big gamble. I mean, it's, we're in the, you know, almost two thirds of the way through 2022 and he hasn't shown, uh, he just hasn't shown being able to get back to form. Um, and that was, the start of 2020 uh i i'm really i'm really sad about it but i feel like it's time for us to in this off season we need to part ways with joseph if if this current if he cannot get back to to where he was um sorry go ahead tim no go 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 well, i was just gonna say so cisneros's value is like Seven hundred thousand euros. So what's like a million? Well, maybe not anymore. Actually, no. it's probably very close to seven hundred thousand dollars. Um, so he, I don't think he would be a Tam guy. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I'd keep him around. I'd keep Dom Dwyer around as well. Um, but you've yeah, got to then. What do you do? Big DP. What do you do? What do you you take that DP slot that Joseph 
uh, Joseph gives you if, if, if we sever ties or buy him down, whatever, uh, what do you do with that DP slot at that point? If you're keeping Dom Dwyer and, and Cisneros, surely don't go off of, uh, off of, I don't know. You don't put oh, a striker I'm, I'm up bringing there, right? in a, I'm bringing in a striker. Okay. I'm bringing in, so to me, Cisneros and Dwyer, Cisneros has seemed to have played the, oh, he's on loan as well, so. I don't know. I kind of feel right. like you yeah. take your, uh, you you see how he goes the rest of the year. Um, the nice thing about bringing him on board or maybe doing another loan um, is that he's familiar with the guys, depending on how much they blow up the roster. Uh, but I, I, if Dom Dwyer can give you another year on the salary minimum, uh, you keep him around because he's he's proved he can score goals. He's that personality who will, you know. He was he was chiding the fourth official during the game. Um, you want that guy who can get under people's skin. Uh, he's uh, he's been fantastic. I think he's almost been uh, one of the signings of the season based on his value from his from his yeah. how much he's worth. I mean, one hundred percent. When you look at the form that he was in after he left SKC, going to Orlando, being aside from whenever he played us, feeling like he was underperforming there and then in toronto and then i think did he play new england play new england for a couple games or some shit like that anyway no you're right i mean everybody needs a felipe everybody needs a dom dwyer somebody to get ever you know a dax mccarty even to get under people's skin and to you know what you know like somebody with a 90 plus and shithousery on fifa so Mm -hmm. you need somebody to do that uh to pierce hicks's comment it's tough for me because I, I agree with this, but I also disagree with this just because it's MLS. So, you know, Pierce in the trap saying uh, after after 2023 season, if he's still trash, talking about Joseph, then negotiate or sell. I don't think he's trash, though. I don't think he's trash. I just think that I don't feel good about spending a DP slot on him. And he said this is his first bad season. And that's the problem to me with MLS is like, you have to cut bait given the salary structure. Whenever somebody you're spending a prized one of three slots on is not performing. Um, And I get it. I mean, he's had injuries, but I mean, it is what it is at a certain point. Like you said, I mean, I'd build a statue for him in a heartbeat. He's, you know, my favorite player from, from Atlanta United over the past, whatever, six seasons. Mm-hmm. And is it? Yeah, it's six seasons, right? This is this. Yeah, good God. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, you just sometimes you have to you have to se- separate and in, in part ways. Um, yeah, I I wanted to go towards. Uh, go ahead, Dan. It sounded like you had something to say there. Yeah. So he was. So I'm just looking up. He scored twelve goals. In 2021, played a fair amount of minutes. He played, I mean, so I feel like the opportunity cost for me outweigh the value that he could potentially give you next right. year. And next year, he's going to be 30. Um, it's, you just don't often see, I mean, and you just don't often see guys come back from that. I mean, it's been, to me, the it's not, to me, the age there's too many things working against it in my mind. But I mean, 
Yeah. I, I just, I, I think that's going to be too late. I feel like you've, you've held on to him and I feel like it just needs to start anew. Cause part of, part of what I feel is like this, it feels stale and it's just, it's almost like sentimentality, keep them around. And that is not a healthy reason to keep, players around because of sentimentality especially when they're taking up a dp spot in this league yeah 100 percent. if he loves the i don't know that sounds bad to say i was gonna say if he loves the club in the city as much as he does i don't i think it's it's there would probably some be some mutual understanding at that point if that was the way that they went um mm-hmm. well, well and then i don't think i i i don't think that he should i mean if if he's got a contract and he can control his contract then he should go for whichever gets him the most money. I, I totally understand. 100%. That. We're the ones who agreed to the contract. Uh, get, I mean, get your money. But if we can, if we can put together a trade for someone to take on that contract, I mean, that's the leverage you're going to have. Um, I worry that we wouldn't be able to sell him uh, <laughs> because I don't. I mean, I just don't know where he would go. I haven't done as much research on that, but maybe you could sell him easy, but. Yeah, I don't know where he would go either. I think that's definitely a hard spot <laughs> to be in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah, it puts all the power in his hands. Right. So. And yeah, I I mean, to Pierce's follow-up, I hear you better watch Pity and Barco be, get to be mediocre for over a year and still get paid. And he's exactly right. But um, hope if I, if I was in charge, as I'm going to be taken over from Darren Eels, uh, I would cut it, man. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a big decision for the new guy in charge to have to make, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be, I mean, there are going to be problems to come in and, and uh, try to alleviate. Well, the nice thing about a new person is they don't have any allegiances. It's well, like, unless they're in-house. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we should hire anybody yeah. in-house. I feel I've... like, because let's face it, I mean, Darren Eels came from the Premier League. Surely yep. they're going after the highest tier because we've got the money we can pay them whatever they want there's no salary cap there so yeah i mean michael edwards is still on sabbatical the guy who helped construct a liverpool team you know the current liverpool team that you know mm-hmm. title contenders i don't know man it's um uh, there are people out there um i'm just gonna go through some of these comments will bauer on saying uh i don't know man Cisneros keeps feeling like he's lucky, not skilled, where luck equals skill plus, or no, what is luck? Luck is opportunity and preparation, right? So um, he's just saying pick up a new striker. Kevin Bradley, new new face to the trap, saying uh, new striker prospects over Cisneros. Um, Carlos Rangel, that's, I mean, that's a new thing. Joseph is uh, having a baby boy as he revealed on the old mm-hmm. Instagram today. Um, Didn't even know he had a girlfriend. Not that I'm 100% yeah, up to Joseph's, up to speed with Joseph's love life. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I, I mean, when Barcelona can't pay Robert Lewandowski's contract, do we try to bring him over as a DP? <laughs> like when the checks just stop flowing and he's like what what do i do yeah, i give it i give him a one-year deal yeah try him out yeah i mean <laughs> that that begs another question dan it's a serious one too i i feel like and you talk used to talk about this all the time paul mcdonough saying we caught lightning in a bottle with yeah. 
with the young guys that we signed our DPs whenever we constructed the team and, and Tata Martino and everything. It doesn't seem like the three young DP hot South American prospects has really panned out for us since that first and second season. Mm-hmm. Do you think that our view of the the construction of an MLS team, do you think our view is maybe a little ahead of its time? Um, that, that we shouldn't be snubbing our nose at high rent, like a Gareth Bale. Not that he's going to come to Atlanta over a, over a city like L.A., but there surely there are players like that that I feel like we're not – I don't ever see us in the mix – to sign those types of players. And I don't know if there's some sort of stigma with signing over thirties and it, you know, tarnishing the league or the perception that this is not a quote unquote retirement league. When, you know, Gareth Bale had offers to go back to Tottenham to go to, to go to Cardiff and they go play in, you know, whatever China for tons and tons of money. But I mean, I don't, I feel like there's an unjust stigma around that just based off of some of the, and honestly, just a few really bad signings that have happened. You know, Giorgio Chiellini being one. <laughs> what the about fuck that. was that? <laughs> it reminds me of this time where um, somebody I know caught a ball in the box in high school. Um, and he was on offense. Or no, on defense, sorry. Uh, but not the keeper. Uh, guy on our high school team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, what? It, just slapping two hands of the ball in the middle of the field. <laughs> it's like, I'm done, guys. I'm done. Yeah. It's like, I'm so freaking old. I cannot run yeah. anymore. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think it's all about balance. I just, so um, I feel like the what's gone on, uh, like with what Joseph was, he was talking about like signing guys for business reasons rather than players. And I, th- I think that some of that has gone on and I think it's probably gone all the way to one side where. What's so special about hero bread, soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. Where, um, it should have been more balanced to look for guys who are going to be good potential value sell-ons, but also guys who are going to fit the fit the system. And we've also had a bunch of different coaches, which is, has not been um, great to establish a, a foundation for a system. But there is, there's two, it, it's just been unbalanced. Um, and I think there's, I think if you're going to really be a forward-thinking team and you want to bring in those exciting uh, young players from South America or wherever they're from, I think the most impact is going to be on the front three positions uh, or maybe at the, the center attacking midfielder as well. I think if we bring in, um, you know, tested veterans from from overseas, then that's you bring them in as a TAM. Like I, I was like Gareth Bale would be great if we could get him on a TAM deal, if we can afford the TAM um, to fill in the other the other um, positions. 
I just um, so I want I want to see those attacking young players, but I want to see there's there's has there's going to have to be some balance there, which is what uh, I'm struggling with because I mean there was I can't remember was it five strike final or it may have been Doug or it may have been someone on Twitter, but like when they traded Gressel, they really underestimated the amount of cultural um, capital that they were trading away because when they started out, their marketing strategy was to create a lifestyle around the club. And that's what everybody bought in. It was extremely successful. I mean, like the other we thing work. Was, it's like we work, right? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, just, I mean, the, the other thing that helped the, the, uh, the play on the field was good, but that combined with the marketing was the reason for the explosion in, in, in fandom. And when they traded, when they had all that precious cultural capital that they had established and built, they took it for granted and therefore traded players away. Like, um, so, and of course that's always hindsight. You're not going to understand that because then you feel like you've, you've built yourself a pedestal and it's like, okay, now we're a real soccer team. Now we need to, um, players are essentially numbers for business reasons. So we need to just go ahead and, uh, and move on if we can't make the numbers work. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I agree. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's tough, right? Because, and again, it has to do with the model of this league and, and the restraints that you're put under as a front office where you can build that lifestyle, whatever you want to call it. Um, and you can build that culture, that atmosphere of winning and flair and all that. And it could be gone in a second because all it takes is one or two deals to try and shore up the books because of mm-hmm. the restrictions that you have with the salary cap. And it's, it's just, it's you, you end up with just a stale product. And as Pierce is saying, <laughs> super average midfielders on big money. Um, and, and surely the guy that's coming in is, is going to be able to see that. Hopefully. I mean, you would think that um, that would be the case. Can I rattle off a few um, free agents, you know, guys that are currently out of contract in, sure. in world football and tell me what you think um, about their prospect. Like the Diego Costa, uh, 33 years old still. I mean, would, would you sign a guy like that to play up front for a few years? Finish out his no, career because here. I think Diego Costa's kind of a pussy. Um, he comes across as this big man, and how is he, how is he, he not he, the same character as Dom Dwyer, just in a bigger package? Because Dom Dwyer is a lot cheaper. Plus, the thing is with Diego Costa is he's a bully, and bullies are cowards. So when you punch bullies back, bullies just go into a little corner, which has kind of been how he's been. I don't okay. know. I do okay, not okay. like Diego Costa, and he costs too much. Uh, John Anthony Brooks. We have a need at center back, right? Oh, John Brooks. Okay. Um, I didn't realize until now that he's out of contract. I guess I don't follow from up very Wolfsburg, close. but he's yeah. he's going to the World Cup, right? Uh, he has to. Um, no, actually, I don't think he is. I think he and Ber- Berhalter doesn't rate him very highly. Okay, so yeah. uh, I mean, if we can. Would you give him a TAM deal? 
Uh, I would think so. I mean, if he's looking and, and this one might be realistic, just, Oh, I guess the, is the transfer window closed at this point? This might be. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, but I mean, still, he's, it's a, he's a free agent. You can, you can still sign guys, right? If they're under, if they're not under contract. Thanks. So. Can you not, can you not register players right now? Even if they're on free transfers, um, let's just go with, you can, uh, he's 7 million on transfer market. I think yeah, he's but... probably going to be a Tam guy. Yeah, I would think so too. And he's probably looking for time to maybe try and get back in the team. Um, mm-hmm. I would, I would definitely try and sign him though. I think he might have uh, better prospects with better teams, bigger teams. Um, who did I just miss? I think Adnan Yanazai might be too big of a, a name. Um, oh, wow. How is he still pretty young or is he like he's 27? Yeah, he's 27. Yanazai. He's an attacking um, player though, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he's a right winger. Um, and then Andrea Bellotti, um, I'm, I don't remember who he was playing for last year, but um, he's the top guy in, in terms of um, ratings for uh, for free agents, like the highest uh, highest valued free agents right now. <laughs> How do you, this will be great podcast material, Tim. How do you spell Bellotti? B-E-L-O- T T I B E No B E L O T T I played for uh Torino last year. <laughs> oh, this is great stuff. Do we have uh Andrea Bellotti yet? He's valued at 20 million. Um hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean coming from Torino, we've yeah. uh <laughs> we, We've we've had some decent players come from Torino. I mean, I wouldn't be against it. Um, so he'd be on a free. He would if be on. He can a free. pay his wages. So would so would. And this is my pick, and he's not on the transfer window. I had tweeted about it the other day, and and Pierce Hicks brings it up. He's saying uh, Memphis Depay Ooh. or um, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang if they get cut by Barcelona. And I would take Memphis Depay in a heartbeat. He's twenty eight years old. Would absolutely wreck MLS. Um, has the flair, has the speed, can finish everything, which is absolutely dominate this league. Um, I think you'd be the perfect, perfect centerpiece. Um, if we do indeed move away or move on from Joseph Martinez, but so he is, would he be on a free? Uh, or if, he's like if, if, if he no, if he gets his well, yeah, I mean, he would, but he would be on a free, but uh, he would end up probably being a DP. I would think, unless you do like a Gareth Bale, I, I don't think is Gareth Bale a DP right now, or is he getting no, the he's a Tam guy in this right, kind of a little bit of he's getting the Ibrahimovic treatment, right? Where how did it, they manage to make that happen? It's like agree to a Tam deal now, we'll give you a DP deal next year type of thing, um, and that would be amazing. Um, I was trying to think. There were a couple other guys on here. Uh, I guess Mertens is thirty-five years old. You probably don't want to do that, right? Like, would you take Edinson Cavani for the for for the last half of the season? Uh, yes, I would take him for the last half of the season. Yeah, there's guys like that that are all over the place. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I would. De- so for the end of the season, you know, if we are. Atlanta United are apparently always in win now mode. So yeah, I would I would take a flyer on one of those guys, but um it's I mean it's not gonna happen now. So <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah. Um 
Plus, that's then you're sending a message to Joseph. It's like we don't we don't trust you. So hire hire your replacement and make him make you train him. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason I go with Cavani is because I don't think he would be Joseph's. I mean, he would be his replacement for the end of the year. But then I would say goodbye at the end of the year and go with someone else. Yeah. Some young guy. But then we've only got an analytics department that apparently is only one person right now, Tim. Which is nice. Fantastic. So Fantastic. I mean, I guess when Lucy rushed and she left, she took whoever was available with her. But I mean, you can kind of see when companies don't prioritize departments and they kind of shrink or don't have as much influence. But I feel like in this modern day and age, you need to prioritize that department. So you're saying we should try and steal Lucy Russian back from DC. Oh, with the president. Could you imagine? Yeah, I can. I mean, she has history here. She was that analytics person, right? Technical development director, right? DC having money problems. <sighs> yeah. Man, now that's why had I not? That's so obvious. Why hadn't I not thought about that? Yeah. Technical recruitment, not yeah. Anyway, yeah. I think. Let me tweet the team. Let me tweet the team. Yeah. I probably don't. Haven't thought of that. Yeah. We just put it out there that Wayne Rooney might be a misogynist. Like that type of put that out there. <laughs> Doesn't I, I like Wayne Rooney? Oh, <laughs> I, pity, I pity you. He's done uh, a lot. I was actually going back and forth with one of my good friends today. He is a uh, big Everton fan. Hates Steven Gerrard with every fiber of his being, and mm. uh, I feel very much the same about Wayne Rooney. So. Um. Yeah. Well, that's because you're a Liverpool fan. Yeah, and he played for my two least favorite teams on the planet. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anything hey, else? So P- so, yeah, uh, PS6 in the track. I actually like Parada, like a reliable Honda Civic. Not flashy, but gets the job done all the time. I agree with you, PS. I think Parada is actually a really good signing uh, by um, the much maligned Carlos Bocanegra. He said it. Um, but Dan wants Boca re- promoted. That's what he wants. <laughs> absolutely, yes. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Boca for president. No, um, I think quite literally. <laughs> I like I like Parada a lot. He's he's seemed to have gelled the defensive line back together. He seems to be making Alan Franco look a lot better. Um so like he, a calming he, presence, right? I think Teodor, was it Teodor football or was Johannes? Maybe it was Johannes that put out, he, um, Parada has increased, has moved Atlanta United from like the 19th team in uh, aerial duels one to the first, which is pretty incredible. I mean, he scored um, a goal with his head, I think outside of the last game we played uh, was the last time. Yeah, in Orlando. And then we hadn't scored since this weekend um so yeah i'm liking parada he's on loan i believe i thought he was a free transfer no he's on loan from tigres until the end of the season um he's valued valued at three hundred thousand. so i feel like that is someone you want to pick up uh because that is would be a pretty good deal yeah him and him and miles robinson and alan franco i guess back there yeah i mean he just seems like the gel to 
pull them all together because Campbell and Franco wasn't working that great. He's like um, a level-headed LGP. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no, I've been I, happy with him. Yeah, I've enjoyed that as well. I've, I've enjoyed his arrival as well. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to get too too excited. It's hard not to after seeing that goal from Koopman. Uh, get too too excited about. Um... Yeah, I feel like we've been pretty morose <laughs> coming off a win against Seattle. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, that said, we're about to go into uh, go into the Queen City, home of Skyline Chili, home of Brandon Vasquez, new home of Brandon Vasquez, who might win the Golden Boot. Now that we're talking about Atlanta United's lack of goal scoring from forwards Brandon Vasquez mm-hmm. the one that got away the one that we shipped away uh that was yeah that was um it was a expansion draft expansion we didn't protect draft. him and Nashville picked him up and then sent him over to sent him to Cincinnati yeah what could have been Brandon Vasquez but you know that's just crying over spilt milk Tim nothing we do it's about that we over. don't even know if we kept him he would have may not have developed into what he's become in Cincinnati with 14 goals this season. Dude took that rage inside of him from, from, from Barco. Barco and just channeled it. Unlike mm-hmm. Barco. What, what is Barco doing now? He's going playing down in Argentina. Playing, played at river plate. Yep. That's yep. pretty good playing at river plate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Parker, yeah, two goals Parker. in 21 games. He's just yeah. tearing it up. I feel like Joseph's comments were pointed at someone like Barco because I mean, oh yeah, he he did run. He, I mean, he did put that effort in, but it, it just he just never gelled with any of the team. It felt like there was never any chemistry. I even feel like there's more chemistry in what we saw on Saturday than what Barco ever had here. So, ugh, Barco, what yeah. a bust. All right. Well, what do you have, Dan? For the, I'm not going to tee this up like Kevin. I guess he's not going to call in, but or not going to join us. But what do you have for a for a download tonight? You got one for us? Um. I'm, yeah. I've got I've got a little bit of a download. I mean, it's been a while. I've been saving it up. So, um, let me get to the standings. Oh, there you go. You guys have waited for it. He's been charged and loaded. I can't do this like Kevin can. I can't. I just can't do it. <sighs> what is this music? It's just stock music that comes with, <laughs> with Streamyard. <laughs> it's just <laughs> some pretty good stuff. Like that. That one's just called Rock. Cool. And then rock. Yeah, and then there's Night Driving, uh, uh-huh. Lo-Fi. In, into space, feeding the ducks. Uh, well, let this one go while I talk over it. I want to talk okay. over this one. All right, FC Cincinnati are six in the East. They got they've played twenty four games, so we've got a game in hand on them. And they have thirty two points. So if everything goes to plan and we can win our uh, extra game in hand and the other games in front of us, we could potentially leapfrog them. Uh, their form has not really been great. In fact, in the form tables, they are 17th in the league, where Atlanta are 16th. 
However, they have a far superior goal scored um, with 40 goals. Um, Brandon Vasquez attributing for 14 of those. Uh, Lanny United have 31 goals against. Uh, 41 goals against. 48. What am I talking about? 31 goals Lanny United have scored, but our goal differences are also are both minus three. Um, so they've had past five or six games. Uh, they've had four draws, one loss, one win. They've scored a lot of goals, but conceded an awful lot as well. Um, they've had a very consistent lineup. If you look on. Um, who scored, they have a lineup of like, let's see, three, three, four, one, two, uh, basically plays like a, uh, three, four, three. So they've had, and they've played 16 games with that one, four, drawn eight, lost one with that, scored 26 goals with it. The key to this team is Luciano Acosta. I was doing a little bit of, um, research before we got on he is targeted the most by any player in the team in receiving passes so they have targeted him in a pass 1101 times the next highest behind that is alvaro barrial who is at 714 times they've been targeted so everything goes through acosta he is critical to what they do he is also uh and Acosta's receiving percentage is 82.9, so it's pretty good. And progresses the team um, forward 146 times, which is second behind Vasquez, which is 171, just playing the ball forward. If my calculations are right, Tim, Acosta received his fifth yellow card playing against Philadelphia this weekend. So Luciana Costa, who has caused Atlanta United so much heartbreak in the in in our entire existence, should be suspended for this game for yellow card accumulation. I am praying, and that that is my hope that we fail upwards and win this game. Um. Otherwise, I mean, they've got a relatively solid... Well, it's not solid because they've been leaking like a sieve, but they just managed to score. Uh, Tyler Blackett, Jeff Cameron, Ugland, uh, Tyler Blackett of the X-Men United. Tyler Blackett uh, didn't last much longer very there. Though they will have the addition... Of, well, have the potential addition of Matt Miazga, so he may be ready to play, uh, which could shore them up defensively. But then it's like, how much training has he really had? How much time has he had to gel with these guys? Can you put Matt Miazga um, into the lineup straight ahead, and how much is that going to um, help them? So I'm assuming, I think Barrial is the guy who comes in to replace Acosta, but Cincinnati, this will be the first game this season where Acosta... Uh, so I'm hoping that that gives them a little bit of a wrinkle that they can't get over. Um, and also, I hope I'm right about that. So with that, I mean, it's really difficult. It, it's like if, if Atlanta United can go to Cincinnati and win this game, then it's like more hope. It's more fuel to the hope fire. 
but then if we it's kind of kind of regressing back but we are getting some guys fit i mean hernandez was back um for the few few appearances had obviously we saw gutman back in the lineup um so i think sosa played so much better i'm hoping sosa can go um 90 this time the only thing is rosetto is going to be out with his ankle i mean not a lot of people rate rosetto i think sosa is going to have to be the key to this team if we're really going to progress uh and potentially make it to the playoffs i mean the this we're kind of in striking distance of the playoffs so we could make it we obviously could not there's so much unpredictability team that it, it's so difficult to really make a, a a prediction it could it really could go any way so that's my download tim What's your well? Um, yeah, uh, we're we're like you said, we're within striking distance of playoffs right now. If we win the game that we have in hand, we would leapfrog Chicago. But then again, so would New England. New England would actually leapfrog Cincinnati if they uh, if they win their their makeup game. So, I mean, it's it's going to be kind of a crazy uh, rush to the finish. I think that, I mean, Cincinnati's defense has been pretty piss poor. Like you said, they've been kind of mm-hmm. leaking like a sieve all year. They have the worst defense in the league. Did I hear you say that? There's worst in, no, second worst in the East behind DC. But definitely, like, by four goals, in the, by four goals, the worst in among playoff ranks. And then and that's Montreal in third, and they've given up 39 to the 43 that Cincinnati have. And, and the next biggest jump – or the next jump there is nine goals. So they're kind of in rare company in the in the playoff spots and how many goals they've given up. I say all that to say if Matt Miazga is fit, I don't think – I don't think they're even going to care about scheming. You know what I mean? Like getting him in, ingrained in the team. I think pro- they'll probably just throw him in there see how it goes. I mean, you don't sign a guy like that to have him sit if he's um, – if he's in, if he's in game shape, so I don't know. I'm a little yeah. jealous they how, signed him. How um, how he they from Chelsea? You were breaking up, Dan. What did you say? Um, did they sign Matt Miazga from Chelsea? Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, no. I think he was on a free. I think his contract ran up with Chelsea after like his what do he have five loan, uh, five loans. Yep, Vitesse, Nantes, Reading, Anderlecht, and Alaves. Yeah, signed him for free, which is a little disappointing. Man, it's like why did Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering how to... how yeah. bad it. Are you still losing me? Yeah. All right, I'm going to close everything. Turn off the torrent. now? I can hear you better, I think. Oh. Let's right. see how it goes. But yeah, I mean, I don't know how you miss out on a guy All like right. that when you have a need in defense the way we do. Yeah, that's, that's pretty disappointing to uh, hear that, so... Yeah. Well, I mean, Parada's been doing good, so maybe Matt Miaska may not have fit here. So, 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, they're definitely a team on the come up. Um, it's going to be an exciting game, I would think, just given the amount of goals they give up, the amount of goals that they score. I mean, it's going to be tough um, to stop to stop them from scoring, to be honest. Yeah, um, I mean, I worry that, like, I mean, is he that good that he's going to be able to just come in and put everything together for them? But, um, I mean, Parada has almost done that in the little time that he had. So I don't know. Is Miazga there? You know, is he training this week? I actually don't know. Um, okay. I could probably find that real quick though. Um, yeah, I think I'll just get depressed watching Brandon Vasquez play, but I think we do have a good shot at, uh, a good shot at winning, uh, this match. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, make a prediction. I think we win this three two. I think we win this three two, and we, uh, yeah, we get back to back wins for the first time. Uh, quick question: uh, Carlos Rangel's asking, Gutman or Wiley is starting left back for next game. I want Wiley on the wing, up. But then you're gonna have to sit somebody. I, know, I think Wiley's getting better. I mean, you got to play Gutman. That's uh, yeah. But I want to play Wiley further up the field and not give him that defensive responsibility. What, what's your score prediction for this weekend? All right. I think Dan has officially dropped out. Tim. Yes. Am I still there? Yes. I'm still, it's terrible. Um Tim, this doesn't normally happen, but the pessimist in me is coming out. I think lose this to we realize that this week would blip. Uh, I lost it. I'm going to assume you said 2-1 or 2-0. Um, that's what it sounded kind of like. <laughs> I said 2-0. Two 2-0. Nil. Two nil. Okay. You heard it, folks. 2-0. Um, I think given the connection issues and the fact that we're about to get close to that hour mark, we're going we're gonna to call it a night. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. However you found us, hit the like button, subscribe button, notification bell. Leave us a rating or review on whatever platform, if they got it. Um, thanks for tuning in. Make sure that you guys follow us on uh, on Twitter. That's uh, at Home Before Dark. That's B Four Dark. Um, yeah. Any other parting thoughts, Dan? If if you can get them out. Yeah, England women won the. Or I can't believe it. England actually won a major tournament in like fifty. It was amazing. I oh I've I screamed so loud. Kids starting. Well, that that sounded bad. This is like that the one of those T-Mobile commercials where Aaron Judge starts doing batting practice against the little toddlers on the on the T-ball field. Um, but yes, congratulations to the England women. Uh, um, yeah, looking forward to that uh, U.S. Women's National Team uh, match against England um, later this year. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. We love the hell out of you guys. Um, again, subscribe, follow. Just keep joining us week after week. Um, 
Enjoy the game this weekend. And as always, be home before dark.